confuse viewers and listeners. You are now listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St. Mary's Church in Chislehurst, UK. This service is provided by the Lexio Divina team, part of the LOV Verbum Day Ministry, who invites you all to share this reflection and their love for the Word of God. Happy Easter to you all. Join our Love Verbum Day family and say with us all, Christ is risen. Alleluia. He is truly risen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen from the grave. Alleluia. Who hung upon the cross for us. Alleluia. He cleared away the darkness of sin by his magnificent and radiant resurrection, broke the bonds of death, and rose from the grave as a conqueror. How inestimable is the tenderness of God's love. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. And today we're going to be talking about the Gospel of St. John, which is the Gospel for this Sunday, St. John 20, 19-31, and this involves the sending of the Holy Spirit and St. Thomas the Apostle, Doubting Thomas. So I'd particularly like to welcome the LOV Burton Day community and also the Logical Bible Study Ministry and anyone else who happens to be listening. It is by exploring the Word of Christ that we root ourselves in Him, deepen our relationship with Him and see His presence in our life. We also want to let you know that there is a group of LOV members who are going through the Catechism using the Catechism in a Year podcast from Father Mike Schmitz on WhatsApp. So if you want to join the group and being part of a community to read the Catechism in an interactive and fun way and supported spiritually by others, click on the link in the description to join our community. Now let's read the Gospel according to John, chapter 20, verses 19 to 31, in preparation of today's homily. In the evening of that same day, the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you, and showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Lord, and he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. For those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. For those whose sins you retain, they are retained. Thomas, called the twin, who was not one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. When the disciples said, We have seen the Lord, he answered, Unless I see the holes that the nails made in his hands, and can put my finger into the holes they made, and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Eight days later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were closed, but Jesus came in and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he spoke to Thomas. Put your finger here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand. Put it into my side. Doubt no longer, but believe. Thomas replied, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You believe because you can see me. Happy are those who have not seen and yet believe. 
There were many other signs that Jesus worked and the disciples saw, but they are not recorded in this book. These are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this, you may have life through his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So what I'd like to say something about today is about St Thomas, called Doubting Thomas. And I'd like to say a few things about him. One is that um, he's called Doubting Thomas because the other apostles have already seen our Lord and they tell him about it. And not surprisingly, this is a rather difficult thing to just accept. And he wants some, he wants to know, he wants to have the same sort of proof that they had. In other words, they've seen our Lord. He wants to see our world as well. Seems perfectly reasonable. Also, it reminds us that um, there really should be some evidence for what we say. St. Paul says, um, show, show the proofs or the evidence for what you believe. And when you're trying to convince someone else, I think with most people, some sort of evidence would be really useful. They don't just want to know that you believe it, so why shouldn't they? Because after all, lots of people believe something opposite and why shouldn't they equally believe something opposite? So St. Thomas comes and he says, unless I see the holes that the nails made in his hands and can put my finger, and unless I can put my hand into my side, I refuse to believe. Well, this is going slightly further than the other apostles, but as soon as our Lord appears, um, St. Thomas believes straight away. It's not a case that he really has to um, touch the holes, touch the hole in the side. He doesn't really have to do that. Um, but our Lord says um, says to Thomas, put your hand here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand. Put it into my side. Don't no longer but believe. It's always intrigued me whether St. Thomas actually did these things. Our Lord told him to, but did he feel the need to or um, did he not? Did he just um, accept it as the other apostles had? And he has he had himself. As soon as he saw our Lord, he knew that this was the risen Christ. Um, which brings me to one or two other points. One is that um, people find different reasons for believing. There has to be some reason for belief. Otherwise, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense at all. With some, ones, with some people, someone else's belief is enough. They are so taken by someone else being wrapped up in the knowledge of Christ and of his church. The, the beauty and the serenity that they, that they see, that they want to follow that themselves and at least see how, where it goes to. Others want a proof, sometimes even something like a mathematical proof. And so they go to um, the many proofs which are available. They say there are 137 proofs of the existence of God. Um, there aren't quite so many proofs of the existence of Jesus Christ, but but they want some sort of proof in that way, either a mathematical proof of the existence of God, in a sense, or some sort of real proof, some sort of real demonstration of the existence and the teachings of our Lord. Um, and some people, just in their prayer life, are touched by our Lord directly. And that is the most, in a way, the most direct proof you, that you can have. It's not something you can show to other people, but it's enough for yourself. And many, many people in their prayers have come close to our Lord 
and proved to themselves his existence because he has touched them in their hearts and in their minds. Two other things that I'd like to say. One is that Doubting Thomas is, although he plays in other ways, a very small part in, in the scriptures. The, um, the people who play the major part are St. Peter, of course, St. Paul, maybe St. and St. John, and maybe St. James. Thomas would hardly be mentioned apart from this one episode, and he's called on the base of this Doubting Thomas, which seems, as I say, as I have said, a bit unfair. But there are other, two other things which I'd like to bring to your attention. One of which is that um, many, many Catholics, millions, probably hundreds of millions of Catholics, when they go to Mass and they see um, the, the, what was bread has now just been, in the last few seconds at the time of the consecration, changed into the body and blood of Christ, the priest holds it up, the altar boy rings the bell, and they look up and as I say, hundreds of millions of Catholics will say to themselves, my Lord and my God. And these are the words of St. Thomas. So it seems to me quite likely that of all the words of the apostles, the words of St. Thomas are the ones most often um, and most fervently quoted. And finally, and I might say something about this some other time, is that if you go into the little church, actually it's quite a big church, but it's little by Roman standards, in Rome, the church of the um, Holy Cross. Um, in the sacristy, the church itself is decorated in fine, um, in fine mosaics and paintings, and that's what's in all the guidebooks. But what everyone goes for is to go into the sacristy and see the relics of the true cross and other relics. And one of these relics is the finger of St. Thomas. It's now only the three bones left of that finger. And presumably, although there might be a question that I mentioned earlier. Presumably, the the finger that touched our Lord's side and went into his hand, into the holes made in his hands. So this is St. Thomas, doubting Thomas, um, who nevertheless, from being one of the most obscure apostles, becomes, in a sense, the most famous. And I'll end with a blessing. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much. The Lexio Divina team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the Word of God and given you the strength to put the Word into practice for you. You can send us your prayer intentions by emailing them to us using the following address. L-O-V underscore Verbum Day That's V-E-R-B-U-M-D-E-I at Outlook.com All these prayer intentions will be prayed for in our daily Angelus group call on WhatsApp and also during our different weekly prayer groups gathering both in person and online. Check our website in the description for days and times. If this homily has enlightened you or touched you in any way, please share it with your friends, relatives, community and on your social media. Have a blessed week.